Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link. It's a podcast weekly to help you uncover your best health, of course, and keep it that way. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, and I'm your host today. And we're going to be joined by none other than JJ Virgin. Now, JJ, thanks for joining us and taking some time today with us. We really appreciate that very much. Well, I'm always honored and, and I love to talk to you. So it's okay. a bonus. Well, you guys, you have been such grateful, uh, gracious to us over the course of the year. Just a little bit about you. Um, you're a triple board certified nutrition expert, fitness hall of famer. I love that. And, and I know your passion. You're passionate about eating, exercising, and doing it right. Um, prominent TV media personality. Uh, many, many people know who you are. The introduction certainly is, um, it, it carries out before you. Most impressive, I think, is four New York Times bestsellers. Come on, that's just amazing. And the most recent thing you wrote, Warrior Mom, uh, is absolutely inspiring. And, and I really want to dive into that today, if, if we can, because that's incredible. You you host a, a popular podcast, Reignite Wellness, over 5.5 million downloads and growing. That's amazing. 7.2. 7.2. We actually renamed it too. It's now Ask the Health Expert in there. It's your daily dose where daily we answer the questions. Dose. Okay. So, well, no, it's ask, called Ask the Health Expert. Ask the Health Expert. So, media team, catch that. Put the link in there immediately after this podcast so we can. We can get it out there right. So look, um, let's dive in. I want you to hit this thing hard. You know, we're talking about the warrior mom. Who, what? I mean, I know the story, but what inspired you to write that thing? Yeah, and I'll tell you that book is so relevant right now. Oh yes. uh, Right when I wrote the book, I was like, gosh, who's the audience for this book? Because you know, whenever you're doing anything in in health, you always got to go now, who is this for? And I was like, who is this for? Who is this for? And really, I kind of got to, it's really for anyone who is a caretaker in a challenging time, which, you know, we kind of know in life, we're going to face challenging times like now, and that will probably end up being a caretaker more than one time in our life for kids or spouses or parents. And so for me, you know, as this whole pandemic unfolded, I kind of started went right back to where I was when this when the warrior mom story unfolded and started to use all those tools. So it's very relevant for what's happening right now. And this happened seven and a half years ago when I was getting ready to publish The Virgin Diet. It was a month before that book was coming out. Crazy time for an author. My boys were 15 and 16. I was the primary uh, financial support for my family. And my son went out to walk to a friend's house one night. And the next thing I knew, my other son, my grant was a 16-year-old, was walking to a friend's house. Bryce comes running in, my 15-year-old, and said, Grant's been hit by a car and airlifted to the local hospital. Mm. And when we got there, they told us that because of the nature of his injuries, that he was going to die sometime in the next 24 hours, and that we just needed to let him go. And as he's describing this, he said he has a torn aorta that kills 90% of the people right on the scene. It's going to rupture sometime in the next 24 hours unless he gets it repaired. But he also has multiple brain bleeds and we don't do the type of surgery that he needs. He'd have to be airlifted to LA. We were in Palm Springs and he goes, and he would never survive that airlift. And then he said, you know, even if you survive that airlift, 
he wouldn't survive that surgery. And then he says, and even if, you know, I'm like, God, dude, he's like, even if he survived both of those, he'd be so brain damaged, it wouldn't be worth it. Mm. And here's the, my 15 year old son, his brother, who looks at this doctor and says, well, it sounds like there's maybe a 0.25% chance he'd make it. And the doctor said, yep, that sounds about right. And Bryce is like, well, we'll take those odds. It's not zero, you know, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, it's like what parent, what family member would just go, okay, we'll just watch this, you know, watch him go without putting up, doing whatever they could to, you know, anything they could, as long as there was that glimmer of hope. So we overruled that doctor, had him airlifted to LA where an amazing doctor, Dr. Carlos Donaire, recruited between 2 and 5 a.m. He recruited the orthopedic team, the neurosurgical team, the cardiothoracic team, the trauma team, and the pediatric trauma team, critical care team. He got a stint from um, a study that had now was over. He managed to get a hold of the stint and have that airlifted in, all between 2 and 5 a.m. Wow. Okay? wow. And uh, we walk in. He's like, he's like, listen, I got this. I do this all the time. You don't need to worry at all. You go, I'm going to show you where I'm going to do the surgery. Then I'm going to take you to the waiting room and I'll come in and tell you everything's fine in a couple hours. Are you and, like, what? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, after the fact, uh, I said, you need to teach, you need to teach everyone this type of behavior. He goes, you know, I just wanted to get you out of that situation because I knew how much it could be, how upsetting it is and have some hope. And I'm like, please teach this, man. <laughs> so we got through that first night. He made it through the airlift. He made it through the surgery. And it was that second day. I think I'd gotten maybe an hour of sleep. And I'm standing in the hospital. And I'm looking at my son, realizing that the leading cause of death for kids, by the way, brain injuries, one of the top causes of death overall is death, you know, death in hospitals by doctors with all of the, especially in teaching hospitals. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not leaving here. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my son to be 110%. I told Grant to go, listen, you know, he, and he's in a coma. So I've got one finger, the one finger that isn't in a cast because he had 13 fractures or oh covered in road rash. And I'm describing, okay, Grant, you got to fight. I'm going to bring in the troops. We're going to do this. You're going to be 110%. You'll be better than before the accident. And I'm thinking, now, how am I going to pull this off? Because if I'm going to do everything I possibly can to help my son to get to be 110%, it means number one, I need to be here for him. Number two, I need to make sure that this book that I'd invested everything in and borrowed to make a success, it had to be even a bigger success because that's how I was going to be able to afford everything I was going to need to do to get him there. And so I realized, and I think this is really important to think about now, because you know, when these things t happen, and, and you know, I pray that nothing even remotely like this ever happens to, to you if you're listening. But when challenging things happen, sometimes we have this tendency to just kind of retreat and give up, you know? And here I went, all right, I'm going to ask the right question. How do I get my son to be 110%? I'm going to take steps every single day. And the first thing that I know that I have to do, which is counterintuitive, is make sure that I stay 
healthy. I had to put my self-care at the top of the list because I realized, you know, in an ICU, I had to go in there. I had to put on all that personal protective equipment. I had to put on the mask and the gown and the gloves. I had to wash up every single time. You couldn't go in with a sniffle. So I went, I was getting my sleep every night. I'd leave the hospital between eight and nine. I'd get to the hospital in the morning between six and 7 a.m. I go home. I was I staying at a little hotel five minutes away, go to sleep. I would do exercise during the day. I found a gym a quarter mile away, or a lot of times I couldn't leave, so I just run up and down the stairs. I got food from Whole Foods. I did everything I needed to do, loads of supplements to make sure that I stayed at the top of my game so Mm -hmm. I could help him. And I think it is so important for all of us because when we get under stress, when we get into these situations, we tend to just throw our self-care as if it's selfish. We throw it out the window. And when you really look at it, especially right now, self-care is selfless. Like think about if we were all approaching all of this saying, okay, you know what, I'm gonna get myself as healthy and my immune system as strong as possible, which is what I did back then. So I could be in an infectious environment and not get Mm -hmm. sick. You know, when you do that, then you have the energy, the focus, the reserve, the resilience, the stamina to be able to face these tough things. I love that. And, and I want you to, to really hit on that hard again, because people today are looking for hope. And people today in stress, and you nailed this, they say, well, I don't have time to exercise. Why am I going to exercise? So, so talk about that a little bit. So hope is actually all around us, right? You just have to look for it. I really believe the thoughts create and we get what we, we get what we believe. And so just like with Grant, I mean, the first doctor gave us was like, you know, let him die, let him die, let him die. All we needed was the slightest sliver of hope, the Mm -hmm. littlest glimpse of light to go, okay, all we need to do, we need to get him through the airlift. Then we need to get him through the surgery. Then we need to get him, you know, get his brain to start to reduce his inflammation so we can get him to wake up. Like it was just like, what do we need to do next? What do we need to do next? What do we need to do next? And I had a great mentor early on and said, you know, people say that they're too busy to eat healthy. Yeah. They're too busy to exercise, that they don't have time. And he goes, you know what I tell them? Make time, make time. Because here's what, we vote with our wallet and we vote with our time. Those are the two things that we do. And so I don't buy that I don't have time because you look at someone's day and it's like, okay, are you on social media? Right? right? I pretty much could guarantee that we could just decide that you're not going to be in social media or you're not going to be in line to the coffee shop. Like there's always places to find time. The challenge is you haven't made you the priority. That's the problem. I love that. And what, you know, that story is it's a miracle, ladies and gentlemen, just an absolute miracle. Someone that said, given no hope, you watched that and you were with that and you were in that. What did that do to your mindset? I mean, did that, that, I mean, I'm sure it permanently altered you, but what, how has that affected you from this, from that time forward? So I love uh, Carol Dweck from Stanford's work about growth versus fixed mindsets. Now I was lucky at the age of 30, I had an amazing mentor and she actually, people kept telling me, how did you get through that? And I will tell you, Mark, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I wrote even the whole book not realizing where any of that came from. And then all of a sudden I was doing an interview one day and and someone said, how the heck did you learn all that? And I go, oh my gosh, at age 30, I had this amazing mentor who was going to train me how to be successful in business. And I, 
I sold my then personal training business and moved into her house and she was going to be my mentor. And she, the first day put rubber bands around my wrist. And she said, whenever you have a limiting belief or a negative thought, snap your wrist. Wow. And, and I'm thinking, I just sold my business and I moved across the country. What the, like, I have literally made a big mistake. And uh, she just told me, she goes, you know what? You're not ready. The business is the easy part. Just like whatever it is. The weight loss program is the easy part. The yep. biz- these, if you don't have the mindset, and I saw it so often when I was working one-on-one with people in health, is someone would come in, they'd want to lose weight. We'd start getting them to where they want to be. They'd lost 30 pounds. They felt great. And then boom, they'd sabotage themselves because yep. in their mind, they hadn't first seen themselves there, believed they were worthy, gotten that why you know, instead of the why not, they hadn't gotten that there first. And so it was so clear back then that if I didn't dial in this mindset of possibility, that I could never go and do the things that I wanted to do in life. I could never have the kind of success, the impact that I was craving. And so fortunately, I had had that training under my belt and I'd had the amazing research and development of life, right? And, you know, we look at things and, and in the fixed mindset, you think, oh my gosh, I'm a victim. Happen, things, those things happen to me. Mm-hmm. And a growth mindset says, you know, there are no victims, only volunteers. And life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you and through you. Ooh, and so prior good. to this, right? So prior to this, I had gone through a horrific divorce I had, my dad had died this bad, slow death of cancer, uncle committed suicide. Like this was not, you know, aunt was murdered. Like this was not, you know, brother schizophrenic. No, no, no. This was over like, you know, a period of years. But what I'm saying is every time one of those things happen, you have a choice. Yeah. A choice. You have a choice. You can either fold, crumple, be a victim, or you can say, I'm going to process this. I'm going to go through forgiveness And then I'm going to come out of this stronger because if mindset's a muscle, then, Hey, I go to the gym to get stronger. I have to work my mindset. I have to learn the skills so that when life gets hard and challenging, because that's one thing we know for sure will happen. We are going to face challenges and it's how we show up during those times that makes all the difference. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer, he says, if you squeeze an orange, what do you get? You get orange juice. Look what's happening right now, Mark. Look at how people are reacting. I'm like, look at what's happening when you're squeezed. You know, and don't just tell me, oh, it's because I'm under stress. No, that's in there. That you being creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, that's when you have to be, that's when you have to practice for the tough times. Anyone can show up and be kind and sweet when the sun is shining and someone just handed them a, you know, a, a Gucci purse full of money. That's not hard, you know? It's hard when things are difficult and challenging and maybe you didn't get the the raise or the whatever, or someone in your family is sick. That's that's Mm -hmm. when the challenge is to show up. Well, I've I've observed you over the years and you're one of the most strongest mindset people that I have ever met. And it it emanates through everything you do. And it emanates in the book, Warrior Mom, of course, the seven secrets to bold, brave resilience and your stories and all that. How do you, or what would you say to someone that says, I want to develop that? How do they go about getting that? So it's, I'll, I'll go back to being with Kay and 
It's very interesting because you have to be actively doing this every single day, because when you look at it and gosh, it's no more true than now we are surrounded. If we are not careful and we don't totally control our environment, we are surrounded by victims and negativity, right? Agreed. And so one of the first things Kay taught me to do was fiercely control my environment, who I spoke to, what I read, what I listened to, you know, and to be really careful about what I put into my mind, right? Trash in, trash out. So to fiercely control my environment. And it's very easy to do. And so you wake up in the morning and you read a positive book and, or you listen to a great, like I love Mary Morrissey as this beautiful, like my morning mentor that you can listen to for three to five minutes every morning, and then pull out your gratitude journal and write three things you're grateful for. It takes like a minute or two, costs nothing, you know, but you just have to keep shaping that. You look at who you're hanging out with. Are they victims or victors, you know? And sometimes it may mean that you're going to be shifting some of those people so that you are staying around positive people. Look at what you're reading, look at what you're listening to, look at the social media garbage that, I mean, gosh, look at what we have been confronted with on social media. And I'm, I'm not talking about let's be ignorant, yeah. but let's focus on being part of the solution of situations going on, not getting sucked down into the drama and conspiracy theories and politics and yeah. she said, she said, and craziness, right? And so as you go into this idea, you know, we've I, th- I know the answer and you do too, but I want people to understand how important this mindset is and is is to our manifestations of either great health or poor health. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting when you start to realize that actually, and I, and I remember early on, I was on the Dr. Phil show for two years and I was standing next to him one day. He goes, I can't do his, I can't do his Texas Southern thing. So he just said, JJ, I can tell who's going to be successful. We are doing these weight loss challenges. And he says, I know exactly who can be, who's going to be successful in here. Who's not. And I'm like, all right, well, I want to know, how do you know? And he goes, because if they believe they're going to be successful, they will be. And those who are, don't believe it, they won't be. And I'm like, well, that's pretty simple. Right. And he was so true. And you can hear it in their languaging. When I was working with people one-on-one in weight loss, they would come and they'd say, okay, well, I'll try that. No, we're not trying that. Mm. No. You know, anyone who would tell me in anything in life that they were going to try it, to me, they already were out the door. They weren't doing it. They weren't committed, right? I remember uh, my mentor was like, okay, you got to get pregnant with this idea. You know, you are fully committed, right? You know, not like I'm going to try it. You're fully committed. You're pregnant with the idea. Until then, you know, the other things you say, if you want to take the island, you got to burn all the boats. When Grant was in the hospital, I looked at this and I went, all right, well, I have to make this book go so that I have the money to help him get to 110%. That means that I have to be at the top of my game. What needs to not happen so that I can be here for my son, pull off this book? Like, what are all the boats that are going to get burned? Because I'm going to take this island. I'm going to make this you know, whole thing bigger and better than ever. Mm. And, you know, what happens in life when success is no longer optional? Ooh. Because I find for so many people, they're like, okay, well, I'll try that. You know, yeah, I'd like to lose that. I'm like, you'd like to, you're going to try it, or this is something you are committing to, and you're going to do what it takes to get there. Because 
it's not going to be as simple like, oh, eat this, not that, and boom, you're going to, that's going to happen. It's going to be you unraveling your metabolism, figuring out what you need to be do to get healthy. And there's going to be roadblocks and obstacles all along the way that are opportunities for you to learn about yourself and get strategies and techniques and tactics in place. So the next time that thing shows up, you're like, eh, get out of the way, right? And whether we're talking about weight loss or family relationships or business, it's all the same stuff. And so you can learn how to do this, but it's, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say, you know what? I want to get in really great shape. I'm going to get super fit. So I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. (laughs) Right. It's the same with your mindset. If you accept the notion that your mindset's a muscle, then you know that this is something that needs to be regularly worked out. And then you also look at the crappy, challenging, most difficult situations in a very different light. Cause you realize when you come through those, you're practically invincible. You're fearless. Like, you know, at this point, having gone through some of the stuff I've gone through, it really takes a lot to rattle me. <laughs> so it, it's an unwillingness to retreat. It's an unequivocal uh, decision to go forward. It's, it's this relentless pursuit that you know you're going to win. Would that be accurate? You just have to make the decision, like have something, have that hill you'll die on. Like mm-hmm. my son getting to 110%. Hey, there's mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff I can't control. I couldn't control if he was going to survive the airlift, if he'd get through the surgery. But I just went, you know what? I am going to do everything possible to get him to be 110%. And I'm going to have such a clear vision of him there. I would not entertain anything else because I truly believe you'll see it when you believe it, that I had to yeah. see him there. I had to see him better than before the accident, living this amazing life, mm. helping other people never settle, helping other people who go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you know, you're never going to be able to walk, right? Mm. Or, oh, you'll never be able to do yeah. whatever, you know, and helping them go, well, why not challenge that? Because what if they're wrong? Or what if you could just make them wrong? One of the things that Grant's dad told Grant was, you have my permission to prove every single one of these doctors wrong. So love that. That's this question. You know, it's one that really struck home with me in preparation for our time. What would you say to people who feel like they could never do what you did, who feel like they don't have what it takes to get through a major crisis in their lives? How would you address that? First off, I think that we are never better than when we're challenged. You know, again, no one has that beautiful, perfect, easy day and goes, wow, I grew today. I really became a a better human. You know, (laughs) like we, we become stronger and better when we are challenged. And, you know, if you'd said to me before this happened to Grant, hey, this is going to happen. So your son's going to get run down by a car, left for dead in the street, airlifted to the local hospital where no one knew who he was. He was a John Doe. You finally get there. They, they're telling you to let him die. Meanwhile, you've invested everything and borrowed to have this book go. You're the financial primary support of your family. You're going to have to figure out how to do all that. He's going to be suicidal when he comes out of the hospital for years going through all this stuff and you're going to pull it off. And I would have said, yeah, no way. Right. I mean, we don't, we don't know what we're capable of until we get pushed and what a gift that really is. And I would Mm. say, you know, you hear the mom who pulls the car off their kid, you know, you hear these stories of this, you don't know what you're capable of until you're put there. I think that we're capable of so much more than we could ever potentially conceive that we could do. And that the only true limitations are the limitations in your mind. 
JJ, when people connect with you and get your resources and, and emails, and, and I do, right? So uh, tell them what, what they're going to get. What are they going to receive from that? What's the main thing? So it really depends on where you're starting. I will tell you, so I do a lot, obviously, in food intolerance and carb intolerance. We have recipes and exercise and all that. But, you know, it was interesting when I was, when I was meeting with publishers about this book, they said, but you're not a mindset person. You're a, you're a diet person. <laughs> yeah, they had me right. in that box. And I go, well, that's, that's true. That's where I've been focusing. But what's really interesting, if you look at any of my books or any of my programs and everything that I do, the place that I always start, the place that we always have to start is with mindset. So you'll see a whole lot of focus on mindset, on really getting to your why, because it's what I noticed early on with my weight loss clients is that they didn't have a real good reason for doing this. Yeah. Most of them, you know, it's like you look right now, most people will wait to do something about their health till they have a bad, big wake up call, right? I mean, that's when they do something about it. And I think right now we're seeing one of the, like the only time I've ever seen in as long as I've been alive, people who actually now are starting to focus on prevention yeah, because they realize that, okay, I mean, here we have this pandemic, but amidst yeah. this pandemic, then you're hearing about like, oh, bubonic plagues coming back and swine flus over there and, you know, and you're like, uh oh, you know, and yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it would be sort of ridiculous to think that this is the only, only thing that could be an affront to our health. And so what does that really mean for all of us? He with the best immune system is going to be, you know, have the best chance for survival in a lot of cases. So the best thing you possibly could do is everything that you can to strengthen your immune system and be super healthy. And that was my take when I was in the hospital is like the only way I'm not superwoman and I don't want to be right but I can be super healthy. And if I'm super healthy, then I'm going to have the ability to focus and have energy and get through those days and be able to make the decisions. I mean, my son had multiple times where he nearly died and we were yeah. like on it having to make decisions. And, you know, if I'd been exhausted or sugar regulation or, you know, I was getting sick all the time, that, that wouldn't have worked. That is so inspiring, and, and you, you are an inspiring individual, and certainly I know that people are listening right now are, are absolutely saying, I want to connect with her. I want to have what she has. I want to get some tangent piece of mindset. How can they connect with you, and what's the best way to go about it? Yeah, it was interesting, and I would will say that I was putting all of this together when we did the book, because I thought, okay, the book walks you through these mindsets. And then I created a resource called um, The Jam, Gratitude, Appreciation, a Little Miracles, a little exercise that you can easily put into your life. So that is at jjvirgin.com forward slash gratitude. And then I built a whole Miracle Mindset Academy on the back end. And it was funny because it brought up a whole lot of things for me of like, who am I to teach this, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and I did pull in a lot of great resources and friends like Mary Morrissey, yeah. um, because I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? And then I realized we all, like we all 
are in the mindset school of life, right? It's a daily place where we can learn. And then there are these amazing people out there that you can follow. All I wanted to do is get it all together in one place. So you'd have the tools that you need and you could get into this place of knowing that every day you have an opportunity and you have an opportunity to get, build that mindset. And it takes a little bit of time, just like when I moved in with my mentor for six months and mm-hmm. she taught me every single day. But honestly, at the end of six months, my everything had shifted for me. The people that I spent time with, like I could no longer spend time with those people who were negative and talked about other people and just... Mm-hmm. I, they, I just couldn't be around them. And the, you know, what do they say? Interesting people talk about ideas and the other ones talk about people. It just was like (laughs) such a shift, but you know, you just have to, it's one of those things that if you start working here, it's the thing that will change the whole rest of your life. In fact, change the trajectory of your life because all of a sudden anything you might've been meeting with resistance, you know, like in my community, I, I surveyed them a couple of years ago and I said, if you're not where you want to be in your health and your weight, why not? Right. And honestly, Mark, I thought they'd say ice cream, cookies, you know, that's it. And they said, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. And I thought, see, you know, when you peel back the onion, and you keep peeling, you'll start to find that the core of all of this stuff is, do I feel good enough? Do I, you know, am I lovable? Am I worthy? You know, we all just want to be loved, right? And so, you know, once you really get into that place of knowing that actually you can have or do or be whatever you want, Mm. as you work on this mindset of possibility, oh my gosh, it's like, it makes life fun and exciting again, right? It's like the doors open back up. I tell you what, I can I can hear people out there clapping now, you know, and I, I applaud you for that. That was an incredible, um, you know, explanation of what people need and how they do it. Um, JJ, I want people to connect with you. And again, we'll make sure we put these um, links, et cetera, down there. And uh, just really from the bottom of Dr. Michelle and I's heart, thank you again for taking time. You have been such a blessing and such a gracious Um, person in our lives. So we're grateful and really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. I love what you guys have been doing. You're amazing. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Really appreciate this. There's one thing I always ask you to do is subscribe into these podcasts for just the world. What's coming up next? And so you work very hard for your health. Use this information to keep you at the epitome of health to experience life in its fullest. We'll see you next week on Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye-bye.